Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. this is what episode 7080 i know it feels like we've been doing this for 30 years <laughs> we haven't so this is oh my gosh it's so long we've been murdering for so long so- we forgot <laughs> um so this is episode 12 wow 12 weeks. i can't believe that we have done this for that long and that you there's gonna say lasted that long still people listening to this yeah Actually, not only are people listening, even more people are listening. So thanks for telling your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for helping us, you know. Keep telling your friends. Keep doing um, this. this. I is... want that Olive Garden sponsor. Right. And uh, what are some of the, we mentioned another one in one of the episodes that we. Amazon and Canada. <laughs> swear, if Amazon, please reach out to us. I know. Homegirl I mean... could go with some like some shoes i found some stuff on there today and it is so easy just to press that place order button i know and it already Too has easy. all your stuff loaded in you don't have to enter your card information do you ever do where you go the back and forth if i have it in my cart no i took it out of my cart no i have it in my cart no i took it out of my cart i do yeah yeah i do Me that too. a lot i kind of i'll load a whole lot of things into my cart and then take a lot out and then too. put things back in. I just constantly have a cycle of things in my Amazon I do, cart. too. And so it's always, like, in the, like, wish... Not wish list, but always in the... Yeah. For later. Yeah. Say for yep, later yep, yep. pile. Yeah. Yeah. Then I come back to... I just actually ordered a sweater, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> um, yeah. And now the holidays are coming up, so hopefully I'll get all my stuff in before, yes. you know, it's, yeah. it's time to open gifts. And they're like, and I owe you. They're like, yes, I... <laughs> it was on I'm back sorry, order. but... It got back orders. It's kind of stuck. Exactly. But I thought of you. Jeez. So um, just forewarning, all you guys, um, it is 11 p.m. currently, and I'm losing my mind a little bit. It is because you can't hang like I can. I can't hang. I am the friend that's like, all right, it's it's 10 p.m. It's been a wild night. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Because you live on the edge, Haley. I do. I live on the edge. 10 p.m. That's, that's late. That's pure insanity is what that is, that is, grasshopper. It is. In my day, I was asleep at your age by 8.15. <laughs> oh, gosh. Have you had any kind of craziness this week? Um, You know, there's always craziness with the holidays. So just that, like I said, that rush of trying to get all those last minute Christmas presents. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Nothing as of yet. Um, I'm still waiting on the craziness. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to come today. No. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to come tomorrow. Hmm. No, but that package from Amazon came. I wonder if it's going to come now. No. All right. What are you waiting on exactly? <laughs> what kind of craziness? Like, so... I stayed up till 11. <laughs> so we've kind of established this kind of running theme that I may or may not be a murderer. Um, <laughs> yes, I, we have had this running theme. Right. I will neither confirm nor deny. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, 
<laughs> you are so, you are a crazy girlfriend. Anytime backstory here. Feel free to skip ahead. You don't have to listen to my story. I think you should, though. Uh, it's important. Feel free. Um, but it's interesting. And it's a weird coincidence. I'm We're probably on a list somewhere. Like, the FBI is probably watching me. But anytime I go on a vacation with my family, mm-hmm. as soon as we get home, there is a report of a dead body being found. From the time I was... This has happened to us, like, at least four times. So, three that I can think of right off the top of my head. But there's... Yeah. Three or four times. So we went to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, kind of the Hatteras area. Right. And we've been there twice. And this has happened. Once a body was found, like, in a vacant lot. And we got back and, like, saw a news report, like, body found on whatever day. And, like, we were there. And then another one was a body was found, that was, like, a week after we got home, in the trunk of a car. And... That was super weird. and Yeah, because you were like, man, we had to Uber all the way home. (laughs) (laughs) We left our car. That was really difficult. It was us. Um, No, but the vacation I took this summer, which we we did responsibly. We did COVID safe. Um, But we went to the Isle of of Palms in South Carolina and, like, rented a house and did, you know, the whole, like, sanitize everything, wear our masks, all sort of thing. Um, But... We got home, and as I was unpacking, I had taken my stuff out of out of my um, parents' truck, and was unpacking and doing some things. And I took a break, and I was scrolling through, um, kind of my like that first page when you open Google on your phone. It's like the tiles that come up that tell right. you like, like yeah, kind of like news stories, breaking news. The first story that pops up is body found, Isle of Palms. By the pier. We were, like, I guess maybe a mile north of where that kind of national, that park entrance is there. I don't think it's a national park, but it's like a park entrance that you can park there and walk out to the pier. And there's a, you know, public beach there. We were, we could see the pier from where we were off in the distance. So they think that that body had gone into the water like an island kind of farther down and washed this way but i was like oh my god can you imagine being on the beach and a body rolls in so i just want to say and i am no detective but when we start to put the pieces together put the numbers together the common denominator here is that you are always <laughs> present I know. and you have hinted around about maybe i'm a murderer maybe stab him 87 times it takes a lot of energy have you ever tried to stop someone <laughs> I, and, and I am, it's not a direct quote exactly, but <laughs> Haley, what the hell? I mean, you know, if you tell me in that on that first vacation, like, I just happened to be in this alley, or, you know, we had to Uber home because there was something strange in our trunk, or, you know, like, yeah, we're just fishing off the pier and there's something weird. Okay, we caught a big fish. Like, I, whoa. <laughs> so, I, so, also don't go on vacation with Haley, by the way. Yeah, not a good idea. Mm-mm. Um... Yeah, you may not come back. Um, Jack. <laughs> but this uh, this October, we went to um, the, we went back to the Outer Banks. And I swear to you, for like a month and a half, I obsessively was looking 
to see because I was like, what are the odds? And the whole time we were down there, I was like, what if this time I'm the body? <gasps> oh, like, <laughs> what a turn of events. What a turn of events. Like I'm the, I'm the body that is found in the Outer Banks because my family vacationed there. So there has not been one yet. I will update you if there has Nor been. Nor has it been you. And nor has it been me. I'm no. I'm back in my home state. And you know, obviously, you're here. I am here. Yes. Um, that right. would suck because nobody wants to hear me do this damn podcast alone. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh God!" I'd be like, "Well, in the mysteries, tales from Appalachia, I ain't got nobody to talk to, so I'll do different voices." Uh, this week, I'm doing one from New York. You know. <laughs> Forget about it. Like, I mean, that is so ridiculous. So yeah. you need to stay alive. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Don't vacate. Don't vacate. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm. I, it's cold here now, so. Burr. I'm ready to to vacate to somewhere <laughs> that warmer. Was my, that was my whole reaction to the cold. Burr. Burr. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous here. It's so cold. So, yeah, that's, um, that's my weird sort of... Uh, theme live a life that i just i don't even know i have many questions but i'm also glad that we live about an hour away from each other yeah yeah it's a it's probably got it's healthy drive about 45 minutes home um tonight but before i do that i want to tell you the story that happened in pennsylvania let's I'm, i'm excited to hear about this yeah so this is a story of leo held what was he holding he, he held what? Uh, he held two guns. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, we're back to this, like, gunslinger. Yeah, we are. Tr- yep. Tr- yep. Tr- yep. He definitely embodies that kind of Ooh. two guns out, shoot him out. Yeah, not. I mean, it's not great. What year is this? This is in 1967. Okay. So, Leo Held was born in 1928. So he was 39 in 1967. And uh, when he went on a shooting rampage in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, he was 39. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like we said last week, uh, Pennsylvania is part of Appalachia. So um, just for those of you that Don't were wondering, like, why are you so far north? Um, Georgia to Maine, people. Georgia to Georgia Maine. To Maine. <laughs> so Leo was a devout Christian. He was married and had four children. Um, One was in college at Pennsylvania State University, and the others were 13, 12, and 5 years old. So, Leah was a lab technician, and he worked at the Hammer Mill Paper Company, which, I don't know about you, but my mind immediately went to Michael Scott in the office. Pennsylvania (laughs) and a paper company. Dun, 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 I know. It was like Dun Turn Mifflin. We're big office fans. I, yeah, we used to actually do office trivia. We did with our old coworkers. Yeah, at a pub that is now closed. I know. I did. Yeah, we were one of the tragedies of of COVID. It is a horrible tragedy because we loved it so much. I know. We were there all the time. That was so much fun. It was. This is not dun mifflin this is this is uh no this is a this is a much darker version of yeah the the dunder mifflin of the 60s yeah so this is the hammer mill paper company um so he was a member of the sugar valley school board he was a director of loganton boy scout troop he was an avid deer hunter and a woodsman 
Uh, so on the morning of October 23rd of 1967, Held walked into the paper mill with a 45 caliber automatic pistol in one hand and a 38 caliber Magnum revolver in the other. And there he uh, shot and killed five people and wounded four more. So, you know, we take that term going postal. Yeah. Um, which is actually, you know, a term coined by someone who was an employee of a post office who went in and, and started shooting. But but that term essentially means um, a wronged or angered employee who yeah. comes back into their place of work and starts shooting and yes. causing mischief. Wow. Yeah. So the the victims, and I, cause I always think it's important to, to mention the victims' names um, as well. Uh, they were Alan Barrett Jr. He was 45. Richard Davenport was 32. Donald Walden, who was 31. Carmen Edwards uh, was 62. And Elmer Weaver was 37. And I don't have the names of the wounded people. Um, it was not listed. Sorry. Um, so he then went on uh, to a, another place. And he wounded two more people on his way home. In Loganton, Pennsylvania. And we'll kind of get into to that in a second. Um, but so Held was described as this kind of quiet, peaceful man who was really devoted to his family. Um, he was, an, like I said, it was an avid hunter. So he knew his way around guns. And Held apparently had very specific people in mind that he wanted to kill at the plant. Um those that were there that day said that he just walked in and shot all the people he apparently wanted to kill and just kind of left everyone else alive. So unlike, um, unfortunately, that we see in the U.S. especially, um, these kind of mass shootings, um, which are so, so tragic, uh, this one was not as random as some of the more recent ones we've seen. This was very, like he had a vendetta and was going for it here. Wow. So when he left the plant, he got into his car and he drove to Lock Haven Airport. And once there, he found Miss Geraldine Ram, who was his neighbor and worked at the airport. And uh, he shot her in her office at the airport. I think she was, she worked in like, I think she was air traffic control. Like she actually like, did that now remember this was before 9-11 so for those of you in the states know that security getting into and out of the airport is crazy right like you show up two hours early scan you and say uh you have a gun uh you know like right you would have been arrested arrested on the spot door like right you would never 1967 (laughs) you were smoking with the pilot right you know (laughs) Yeah, you never would have even made it into the building, let alone all the way to air traffic control. Yeah, no. Um, So thankfully, though, Geraldine, she she survived. Oh, good. So she she lived. Um, But after leaving the airport, he went to his neighbor's house. Um, His neighbor was Floyd Quiggle. I love that. I do. I love that name. Um, He was 27, and he shot him in his bed. Um, He had broken into the house. And, like, forced his way in and gone and shot him in his bed. And his wife um, was also wounded. And she was she was in the bed with him. And their four-year-old daughter was actually also in the house. And he had to, like, push past her to get 
to the parents because she was up. Um, and she would actually be the one that called for help. So she called wow. 911 and said that he had had shot her dad or that her parents had been shot. And, and just to, to backtrack a little, I'll be honest, the thought of going to the airport just gives me like, oh my gosh, it's so busy and I, I know. never find a parking space. They're like all these factors and like, he doesn't care. Like, I mean, on your day of to-do lists, usually, you know, I'll write things like, okay, go to the bank. Yeah. Um, you know, run by the post office. It's just like, go to work, kill people. Go to airport, kill person. Go to go, neighbor's house. Go to neighbor house, kill him in bed, push daughter out of the way. Like, what the heck? Yeah. What a day. Yeah, he's, he's had a full day and it's... He really has. It's, uh, this all happened very quickly. Um, but after he left the Quiggles house, I just really love the name Quiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran into a field behind his house. And as word was kidding out this it baffles me um but it's also the 60s so this i don't feel like is as weird as it should be um but as word was getting out there were a lot of men in the town that grabbed their guns and went to held's house they just like heard about this thing now this is a really small this is a small rural hunting town Everybody has a gun. Get your gun, Lloyd. We're going to go take care of him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, it really was that. There was a, like, think mob mentality kind of descending upon this house. So this mob actually included the principal of the school, where his children were, where Held's kids were, uh, decided, like, I'm going to go. Well, they, maybe, too, they thought, well, the kids are at risk. What if he's killed the kids, the family? Well, the kids were at school. Oh, oh okay. Um, he had dro- actually dropped the kids off at school and dropped his wife off at work oh, okay. that okay. morning. So the kids were accounted for, and they went ahead and put the school on lockdown, which, you know, back then wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, but they kind of just told all the kids, like, you're not going to get to play outside. We're going to just stay inside and not let anybody in. So they kind of had a little bit, I guess, of a lockdown protocol um i don't think in the protocols nowadays um it means that we run to the shooter's home and stand outside with our guns i don't know Haley, get your torch <laughs> let's Boy, go get your gun let's go we're headed to his house we'll take care of him what's that vigilante mentality yeah you know, as opposed it, yeah. to like calling the cops like don't worry we got we, this yeah this and that's i think um you know not that it, this is not all small towns but i think Especially then, it would have been... Like, this doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah. That this happened. Um, so, like I said, the mob included the principal. Um, also included the janitor and several of the male teachers. They just, like, abandoned the school and they're like, listen, we'll be back. <laughs> Sheila, take over our class. We've got uh, some ass kicking to do. Yeah, well, we're going to take a long lunch. We'll be back. <laughs> long lunch. Jeez. <laughs> I'll take my sandwich with me. We'll yeah. call it to go. Um... Yeah, so, but, I mean, I guess props the police because it sounds like once they got there, they were actually able to control this kind of crazy environment. Um, And they actually tried to talk Held down, so they tried to do a little bit of negotiation with him because he still was armed and had his guns. Um, A shootout did occur, and Held was shot in the hands, leg, and I believe he had like a graze or something on his forehead. So, this whole event started at 8 a.m. 
Do you want to guess how long it took for this all like to happen to where he's now shot where Hilda's? I don't know, maybe like... Well, you said it was like during school hours. The kids were at school. Yeah, his so, kids were at school. He dropped the kids off I mean, off it would school. have to be before kids got, I don't know, one? 925. What? Yep. This lasted about 90 minutes. This all whole of thing, this. All of it. From the time he shot the people at the plant. To, to the airport. Is, to the neighbor's house. To the backyard. Yes. To the... He is now shot in the field. This all happened in about 90 minutes. An hour and a half. Mine blown yeah but but like you said i mean pun fully intended <laughs> oh my god sorry um but yeah like you said i mean the airport nowadays takes hours so the hell was it good yeah but i guess in the 60s it was a quick kind of hit it on your lunch break kind of thing i guess so I yeah mean, you know a wild time have a smoke shoot somebody get back in the chevy yep Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road. Yeah. Um, so Plymouth Fury. <laughs> it's my mom's first car. 68 Plymouth Fury. Well, it wouldn't have been a 68 in this case. Yeah. Uh, anyway. 90 minutes. That's insane yeah. to me. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it was all, you know, said and done in 90 minutes. And he was now shot in the backyard in the field behind his house. Um, when Held's wife found out, she actually collapsed at work. Mm-hmm. Um, she she had passed out. And after the shootout, um, Held was taken to a local hospital. And he would actually die three days later from his injuries. Um, so, I didn't realize they were that severe. Yeah, he... Um, the articles I was reading um, were written around the time this happened. So a lot of them would end with the reporter saying, or the writer um, saying, you know, the doctors are confident that he'll make a full recovery. So I don't really know what happened. I don't know if maybe he got some type of like massive infection or um, just maybe failure to thrive or, you know, which can happen in adults and... Or in the really dark side of it. Maybe they were like, he's a dirty SOB who killed all these innocent people, so... Yeah, maybe. Let's just step back for a little bit. I don't know. Possibly. I, I kind of like that theory. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't either. I think that's totally possible. Um, so I want to dive into why did this seemingly totally normal guy snap and kill six people? Right. And what did they do? Not that anything they would have done would constitute, you know, being you, murdered. You took but my stickies. Well, it did. We used to work together. We did. Yeah, you never took my stickies, so that's why you're here. I did not. Um, I was a notorious pin thief. Same. That's I, why yeah. I kept them inside my desk, not out on them. Because people would just go to my desk and like take one. I'm like, oh no, we don't yeah. do that. That would have been me. I literally, anywhere I've ever worked, I'm the reason that banks have theirs on like chains. <laughs> <laughs> Their pins on chains. And it's not even like a, like a conscious thing that I do. I'm not like, oh, I like this pin. I'm going to take it. It's literally, I will have it in my hand, get to my car and be like, well, crap now. Well, I guess it's mine now. I used uh, one of our colleagues one day, and it was such a good pin that I was I ran up to her and I was like, "Where did you get this pin?" She was like, "I I, I don't know, Staples." And I was like, "I will go there immediately 
because when I find a good one, yeah. I need them. I need excess of them. I So I'm a pen thief, but I also can't keep a pen for more than four days max. I lose them. Like, mm-hmm. I leave them places. So I feel like it balances out. I feel like my thievery balances out because I just leave pins randomly places so other people can steal them. That's very kind of you, Harry. I'm like a reverse... Thief? I don't know. Reverse thief? Uh, oh, <laughs> maybe you're like a Robin Hood of pins. Yeah, I steal them and then I leave them for those yeah. that need them. Yeah. I like that. A Hood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so... Like I said, uh, Held was on the school board. And his fellow members shared that he had become a little bit more defiant and standoffish in the days leading up to the crime. What do they think was the catalyst for this change in... So, he may have had some paranoia going on. Mm. Um, He had told some people that he felt like he had been passed over for a promotion at work. Mm. And he then told them that he felt like his phone was being tapped. And that his supervisors and superiors were listening to him. Uh, He also was heard saying that his neighbors were burning leaves on his land just out of spite. Because they knew he didn't like smoke. I guess that rules out him having a smoke before he went into Yeah, yeah, I don't think he had a smoke. Yeah. No, he was real mad about those leaves. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, Don't do it. And he also said that people were judging him unfairly on his driving skills. What? So I guess this is why he killed the people at the plant. Because of the promotion and the... And I think they were all part of this carpool situation. Okay. So there was there was a carpool. Okay, now that's clear. Okay. That yeah, makes so sense. there was a car... There was this weird sort of carpool situation. That all these people were involved in, and the woman at the airport was also involved in this carpool situation. Um, so I guess so. What happened? So the reason why the woman at the airport was um, shot is she had apparently blackballed him from the community carpool due to his reckless driving. Oh. Now I feel like being blackballed from the community carpool is a goal of mine. <laughs> Like, how funny. I mean, I'm sorry. Haley. Or they say, remember you used to say it, we're tyking. <laughs> the sweet's tyking. Like they said in Forrest Gump, we say all the time, yep. tyking. Yep. And of course, we would be kidding. Right, know? right. Uh, but it sounds like that you would be like, hell yeah, it's taken. Watch this, bitches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> tyking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was kicked out of his carpool for <laughs> reckless driving. Just, you know, so now he he had to, to not get a ride. So he was having to drive. Or hitchhike. Or, or hitchhike, yeah. No, he, he had his own Plymouth. vehicle. <laughs> Where's my Plymouth Fury? Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> so there was also Plymouth this Fury. report from a 71-year-old neighbor uh, that she and Held had gotten into an argument over a fallen tree limb. And that he, I guess it was kind of like, you know, this limb had fallen out of a tree and kind of trying to decide whose property it was on, like where it came from, who takes care of it. 
like, oh, well, it fell on his property, so it's his responsibility, but the tree was on her property, so... It was kind of this weird, well, good like... good lord, she's 71. I mean... Right? I mean... I don't know, be neighborly and just take care of the limb. Exactly. Like, it doesn't have to you're be a young, whole thing. You're 39. Cut yeah. Cut the damn thing up and be done right. with it. It doesn't have to... For you. And he oh, was a he doesn't woodsman, like fire. Never but mind. he was a woodsman. Like, he was this right. guy. He knew his way around hunting and, you know... Sure, thank goodness he could figure out how to saw up a branch... <laughs> Oh, You're no. not really country there. Maybe he could saw up a branch. I mean, Jesus. Like, come on now. Learn how to saw up a branch. Come on, Leo. Get it together. Please. She's 71. Exactly. Um, so he did not get it together. And uh, this argument yeah. escalated. And he then beat her with a branch off the limb. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> shopping and this is why I'm not allowed to do this anymore. I went Black Friday shopping and at the time they had these DVD players for $30. Now you've got to understand, in the early 2000s, DVD players were not that cheap. And I was so excited about it, I couldn't stand it. So I'd stood in line and I was at Walmart and I go back and there's one left and it's me and this old lady and she starts beating the crap out of me with her purse. What? Starts absolutely... Um, no, it wasn't her purse. It was a cane. And she starts getting me, like, on the shins, like, beating me with this dang cane. And she was like, it's from my grandchildren. And she is beating me with oh it. So I'll drop it. And I am not dropping it. Neither is she. And so finally, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but I kind of, like, whopped her with my purse. And I think it just, it didn't hurt her. But right. it just, like, stunned her. And she let go. And I got it. And, like, a football player, I was holding it in. <laughs> to myself and running and she's like come back here you little and she was cursing at me like oh saying my just God. absolute obscenities that you know by the way uh young lady your mother should wash your mouth out with soap um but anyway Jeez. she was screaming obscenities with me but it was all right because i got the dvd player and needless to say i didn't go on black friday anymore but that just made me think about it um this guy to be there <laughs> i break. but i do not condone Beating the elderly. <laughs> Unless it's some kind of, you know, breaks up cellulite. Oh my don't. god. Or, you know, is some kind of medicinal treatment. I just not medicinal, but some kind of treatment. I just don't like homeopathic, like, you know. I don't think that's a good move. <laughs> just, I think we just don't beat the elderly. <laughs> That's just, I don't know how we, I don't know how you recover from that. <laughs> they don't. Oh my God. <laughs> then it's hospice. I oh mean, God. I, this has gone really quick. So we segued real hard This left. is how you guys know it is 1130. I'm dying. Oh my God. Podcast. We are getting so slashed. Jeez. Whew, okay. Um, what are we even talking about? So, okay, so he beats her with it. He, he beats, beats her with the branch. Every time we say that, I laugh and I don't know why. And I'm sorry. That's so disrespectful. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he beat her with the branch. And she actually, um, she went on to press charges for Good. assault. Good. Um, but the magistrate threw the case out. Um, what? 
I yeah I I think he was probably just like it really like I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, but there's some been some criticism that said <laughs> that maybe yeah. if the magistrate and um, jurors that were kind of involved in hearing this case and kind of deciding if it should proceed if they had you know don't want to say if they had done their jobs but interceded. I mean. If they had decided, you know, this case really should be heard and had, you know, said at least that he'd probably needed some help. Because he was this mild-mannered guy and now he's beating old ladies with tree branches. Like, what? Why is daddy out there beating Miss Lolinda with a tree branch? I don't know, Tina. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making up names. It's not even her names. Oh gosh. Yeah. So no, he was um he was, you know, really I mean, was never really even arrested for it. Um mm. but the neighbor this is actually really sad. Um the neighbor actually said that she had wished that Held had killed her instead instead of Quiggle because she was he was so young, Quiggle was only twenty seven at this mm. time and she 71. was 71 she said i've lived a long life you know he had a young family you know if he had taken me out then you know this this would have been okay um well it turns out <laughs> he very well may have intended on killing her well of course why stop there <laughs> because in the hospital this is so not funny it's not funny at all um he told a nurse who was giving him a drink of water as he was dying. He, like, turned to her and said, I have one more to go. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. He was just like, didn't get that last one. He didn't say who, but, I mean, I would assume it would have been this neighbor lady. He said, well, I tried to beat her to death. But that didn't work. Got to get her with the, with the revolver. <laughs> or the shotgun. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Oh, and that's when she's like, no more water for you. Yeah. And, and she may have even thought he was threatening her. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, then he died, so. We don't have to go through, like, a trial or anything. That is he's so dead. twisted and insane. Yeah, it's a wild case. I saw this one, and um, I started reading into it, and I was like, well, this is odd. And then as I kept going, I'm like this is even stranger. And I got to the end and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, that again speaks to mental health. You know, perhaps he was this kind of quiet guy who always kept his feelings and emotions in. Yeah. People had wronged him. And as opposed to using our good skills as communicators. Yeah. He sort of kept that all in and decided to get more and more angry about it. And it just Mm -hmm. sort of built up. And then he decided, forget this. I am going to go in and take care of business. Yeah, and it's, I think it speaks to, as well, you know, some of this increased paranoia he was having mm-hmm. of, you know, were some delusions involved. Um, you know, was he hearing or seeing things that weren't there? Yeah. Um, you know, you start to look into psychotic breaks. Yeah. Um, and his wife actually said that, you know, she she hadn't noticed anything. She hadn't noticed No, anything. that she was, she was shocked by this. That it, she really hadn't noticed and i wonder if maybe you know he was this mild-mannered guy i wonder if he just really wasn't and i hate to 
bring gender roles into this, but I wonder if, like, you know, maybe she was the wore the pants, you know, kind of. Like, maybe she was a little bit more assertive. Maybe this is his way of asserting his control. Yeah, I think maybe he felt like he didn't have control in a lot of aspects of his life. Could be. Um, and wear the pants is the wrong, you know, the wrong terminology, but it's 1130 and I can't. Emasculated? Yeah, maybe. More emasculated. Yeah, I mean, it could be. speaks to the, mm-hmm. a whole other issue of toxic masculinity that we can't get into Absolutely. at 1130 That's at night. Episode. That's, That's a, a whole other episode. Um, or, but yeah, I mean, just kind of looking at um, the rationale behind it, you know, we certainly can't sit here and diagnose. He's not our patient. We're not treating him. He's dead. But there's a lot of evidence that points to a significant mental health yeah. break or oh, issue. Yeah. For sure. You know, perhaps even in moving towards things like maybe a developing pattern of schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really don't know. We can't tell. We weren't there. Yeah. But ultimately, um, many, six people yeah. lost their lives yeah. and several were wounded mm-hmm. for really no reason at all. I mean, yeah. And like we always say, on um, you know, anytime we kind of drive dive into this uh, psychology, it's it's not to excuse his behavior at all. Never. It's just to, you know, maybe give a little bit of an insight into what. And it might have been a bit of a Freudian slip, but you said drive into. You were thinking about that carpool, weren't you? Sure was. <sighs> yep, yep. I knew it. Love me some Freud. Not really, but it's all right. Oh gosh, no. I know oh, he wasn't my fave. No, I. Don't even get me started. About <laughs> it wasn't. That wasn't a big Freudian fan. psychology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we uh, are rolling into Christmas, so expect some maybe some holiday themed. Ho ho ho! I will give you some wonderful Christmas stories. Actually, um, I'm going to be hosting the Christmas. I get all the holidays. I know. I love it. But I like to hear them. Sh- Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but you're actually going to be doing the New Year's Eve one. I am, yes. So, so you yeah. know, make sure to bring your champagne, pop a cork, and uh, yeah. get ready to rain in 2021 with Haley and her story of mystery and intrigue. And <laughs> I know, and it's odd that all these holidays are, I mean, not Thanksgiving, obviously, it's always on Thursday, but like Christmas Eve is on Thursday mm-hmm. this year. New Year's Eve is on Thursday. I love that so. Christmas Eve is on Thursday because you know what that means? You get a five day or like a, I get a five four day. day. Yes. Four days. Yeah. I can add. I can do math. <laughs> math is hard. It is so um, hard. Numbers are hard. But yeah, I get the Thursday, Friday, and then like the whole weekend. Yeah, and, that's oh, so nice. I'm so excited about that's that. That's so nice. Really yeah, nice. and I mean, you know, I think this year, you know, I was the beginning of 2020 when I was looking at the holiday calendar. Well, we were optimistic. I was like, oh my gosh, Halloween's on. I think Halloween was on like a Saturday. Yeah. You know, all these holidays were lining up great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. And then COVID. Yeah. Um, so obviously we didn't have big gatherings and celebrations and things like we normally would have. But um, I think COVID has definitely uh, made us kind of treasure those close relationships. And, and if anything, be really creative. Yeah. I think you know. a lot of families, um, ours included, has gotten, gotten creative. I agree. So. Um, and... You know, I think in an odd way, we'll look back and right now we were struggling and it's yeah. been really, really hard. But I think we'll look back and be like, man, if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't appreciate this. Or Yeah. And know. it's, you know, I know the holidays are super, super hard um, for a lot of folks, you know, even before 
COVID, but especially folks now that have lost family members due to this um, horrible virus um, going into the holidays. For the first time after losing a loved one is extremely difficult. Um, So just, you know, this is your... Your COVID PSA to continue wearing your masks and social distance and do all the things that doctors and scientists tell us to do, but also a, a mental health PSA. Take time for you and, you know. Take that self-care. Yeah, yeah, and don't be afraid to, you know, reach out to professionals um, for help. If, and If you're an empty vessel, if you're empty, you can't give to others. So make sure that you're filling up your own cup. Yeah, that's super important. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I know you guys don't come here to listen to us give you, like, mental health advice. No. but You listen we, to uh... our sexy voices and <laughs> hearing about true crime and our own life stories. And guess what, babies? You get that and more. <laughs> and more. We want to make sure. But we just, we know, you know, just as, as folks who work in the field, we know how difficult um, the holidays can be. So take care of yourselves. Um, you know, if you come here for... To listen to Murder and Mayhem for self care, then we are glad we can we're glad provide that, we that for you. Um, and we're going to be here every Thursday to continue to tickle your fancy. That no, sounds that does sound kind of sounds... kinky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that note, on how much you pay us, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do All you right. have a, a a location shout out for us? I absolutely do. Ooh. So I want to give a big shout out to Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Ooh, Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin, I have been to your state many times. Um, everybody is so nice and friendly. I love that sort of North Midwestern feel. Mm. And God knows I love me some cheese. My cousin actually has a degree from um, North Central Technical College. I think I said that right. Um, up in Wisconsin, he got really? his uh, degree in um, kind of like a like a dairy science. Um, Was farming. he the cousin who brought me um, the syrup? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, super sweet. Yeah. Super. Super cool. Um, he like went twenty hours away from family and. Well, it's probably on because, you know, and... you, you have the right, I propensity have a... for murder or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, he wanted to distance himself. Yeah, I so he's got a, a super, yeah. super cool life now. Wisconsin, um, thank you for your love and support. Please keep listening to us. Tell your friends. And again, if you are from another part of the country and you're listening in, we're paying attention. We are. Um, we love to see it. We love to see it. We... Like, can't even believe it because, like we said, and I think the first or second episode, we just thought it was our moms who were going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we said to each other, listen, if we get five listeners, we're going to consider this a success. Yeah. So um, now that... And we're working towards a thousand listeners. I know. Um, and so we feel like, holy cow, people care and listen and yeah. hear us. That's crazy. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep doing what we're doing. Um, you just keep doing what you're doing. We're so grateful. Um, Haley, how in the world do they contact us? Yeah. So if you want to send us an email to tell us you enjoy the podcast or, I mean, you can tell us you don't, we, you know, we'll cry a little bit, but we'll, we still want to hear from you. Um, it's, uh, It's mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. And make sure it's Appalachian with an N at the end. Yes. Um, not Appalachia. 
just because we don't know who those would go to. We don't know. I mean, I not guess us. you could email them if you want to, but it's not us. I'm sure the person who's who's at that address is like, why do I keep getting all these darn emails? That, I don't know why they have Midwestern. I love that it's an older Midwestern. I know. Like, why do I keep... That's my grandma. Like, why do I keep getting all these darn emails about... This people wanting to give me a shout out. I don't know what a shout out I is. I love it. it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia, and you can follow us on Instagram at Mountain Mysteries Appalachia. And Holly actually does um, all of our social media stuff. So and all the voices. Um, yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Well, we we want to know. Um, we've done twelve episodes so far. Yeah. What is your favorite? Is there one that really resonated with you? Because you know we've talked about in twelve episodes. You know what is the one that you're like that resonates with me? Yeah. Is it the one you know about the rest area murder that you're mm-hmm. like that was our first and you're like oh my gosh that that yeah. one? Um, are you? into ghost stories and you yeah. were like I love their ghost stories did you like the 1936 murder that could have been Fitzgerald right the you know? conspiracies Which we like to drag him into anything yeah we just so. love us some Fitzgerald Fitzgerald and dismemberment seems to be our thing yeah, yeah. and you know there are some some more prolific um, cases that have happened in Appalachia that you know we I think we would we want to cover as well, but we want to know if you guys want to hear some of the more, like you did a, a kind of a famous a case last, week. last week. Um, so if you guys like those that are kind of more well known, or if you like, if you like these obscure ones, um, you know, because a lot of these stories, like I love true crime podcasts. I've been listening to true crime podcasts for a long time before we had one and love the crime shows and everything else. And a lot of the stories that we've told, I've never heard before. Right. So I think that was kind of the goal that we had set when we started this podcast. Of we want to tell stories that nobody else is telling. And I think we we do. And we want to give you a mix and match. Yeah. You know, because we recognize that if we're so obscure, then people are like, oh, well, I kind of want to hear more about this. You know? Right. So yeah. we, we really want to give you um, different places within Appalachia, different time periods. Yeah. Um, you know, and different scenarios. Yeah. Um, and also there's something so cool and maybe this is the old school teacher in me, but like every holiday finding something that revolved around that holiday, some kind of murder or mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. So, I mean, stay tuned on Mother's Day. Oh, God. Just wait. Oh, God. <laughs> wait. You wait until Groundhog's Day. <laughs> if you found a Groundhog's Day murder, I'm sure there's one out there. I am sure. And wouldn't it be great if it happened at Punxsutawney Field in PA? <gasps> or in Punxsutawney? Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, Punxsutawney is a, um, there's a big Amish community there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get on that. That's on your to-do list. <laughs> I will put it. And and again, if there's something that happened in you all's community within Appalachia and you're like, listen, I want you to tell my story, like reach out to us, please. Yeah, um, we definitely want to be able to tell your stories. We'd love to do some kind of listener um, episodes and stories. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's just like a random kind of crazy thing or a, it could be anything. It could be paranormal. It could be. Uh, true crime, it could be conspiracy, alien abduction. Listen, we're we're open to all of it. <laughs> we need to do an alien abduction. We need episode. to. Surely to goodness somebody in Appalachia has been abducted by an well, alien. Well, isn't there whole Roswell, Georgia? 
Or is that Roswell? That's Roswell, New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. little outside the range there. We'll I find one. I don't know why I was thinking. It's now 11.45 p.m. It's late, guys. It's um, late. But, yeah, please just let us know if you have any stories you would like us to share. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And stay tuned because next week we're going to ho, ho, ho with some murder. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ho with murder. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. <laughs>